0: So first thing, could you say your name for the recording, please?
1: Uh, Minnie, M-I-N-N-I-E, Waters, W-A-T-E-R-S, Shorter, S-H-O-R-T-E-R.
0: And where were you born?
1: In Rockville, Maryland, Montgomery County.
0: And where did you grow up?
1: Um, I grew up in Rockville.
0: And what did your parents do?
1: Okay, my mother was a homemaker, and my father was an automobile mechanic.
0: How many siblings did you have?
1: Okay, growing up, I had uh, five siblings. There are currently uh, four. because one passed away. Okay.
0: What was your childhood like?
1: It was a pretty good childhood. Um, You know, nowadays, I guess we would say that we were like feral children. You know, or, you know, no, nobody really. We had a lot of freedom to kind of roam around the neighborhood and everything, and you know, would leave out at you know, ten o'clock in the morning with some um, sandwiches or something like that on a Saturday, and basically, I had to be home by six o'clock dinner time. But you know, the moms were all home, so the kids kind of wandered around and somebody needed to get a hold of you, moms would just call around until they found out where we were.
0: Were there any racial tensions while you were growing up that you remember?
1: It was kind of an odd time, because I grew up in the mid to um, late 50s and, and then, you know, through the 60s, and things were really segregated then. Um, we were aware of, say, for instance, the Ku Klux Klan. Um, I remember they were in front of some shopping center in Rockville, and my father and I were going into the grocery store. And my father and I were both very light-skinned. And the guy started handing my father some paper about a meeting, and he said, uh, sir, I don't think you want me there. And he just handed him the paper and went back in. (laughs) Um... There were, you know, motorcycle gangs, I think the Pagans or somebody was gonna ride through our neighborhood one time and saw the men had baseball bats and their shotguns. <laughs> Cause every house had a shotgun, you know? And, um, but they never showed up. So I don't know whether that was just a rumor or what, but they kind of, I mean, our neighborhood was segregated, but they, people also knew not to mess with people in our neighborhood.
0: Were your parents active politically or participate in any demonstrations? Uh, My parents
1: were really apolitical. Um, They just were not, you know, politically involved at all.
0: Did they belong to the NAACP?
1: No, they did not. Um, You know, they really kind of stayed away from any kind of, what I would call controversy.
0: How did you feel about your early schooling?
1: Uh, got a really good schooling. I mean, despite... Until about... Uh, let's see. Until fifth grade, we were in segregated classes. And then the classes were integrated um, in about fifth, fifth grade. Um, but the schooling... God was very, very good. Uh, Montgomery County is one of the best schools. Have one of the best schools in the in the nation. And despite even the segregated schools, I mean, I mean, I heard like in other cities like Baltimore and DC, you know, kids had hand-me-down books. But but even in the segregated schools, uh, we had brand new books. And you know, when we when the schools integrated, you know, um, the books were all brand new and. And everything we had arts and, and music and science and and all sorts of stuff. And 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 actually they prepared us very well for when the uh, schools were integrated. I we mean both white kids and black kids.
0: Did you feel prepared to go to college?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I felt very well prepared.
0: Did you have any mentors in high school?
1: Um, that's an interesting question um, I had I was very strong in math and science so I had a lot of math and science teachers you know, who encouraged me along the way you want yeah. to know what I studied in high school? sure okay mm-hmm. math and science <laughs> okay. mainly
0: was education valued in your family?
1: Uh, yeah um my father, uh, he went to he completed the equivalent of junior college and got a certificate um, in automobile mechanics. Uh, my mother, she only went to high school, but um, all of their other, most of the other siblings had gone to college. Uh, you know, a lot of it was you know was a matter of money more than anything else um, because there were. Even though school systems were still segregated in one sense, um, there were a lot of historically black colleges around. You know, like Morgan and Howard and, um, you know, in the area, Coppin in Baltimore, so.
0: Why did you choose to apply to Goucher?
1: Because um, it gave me the most money.
0: Did you apply anywhere else?
1: Uh, yeah, applied to Cornell, uh, did not get in, um, I also applied to, uh, let's see, what is it, is it Dickerson College, and there were some other colleges I remember I applied to, um, Dickerson... I'm trying to think what else. There were several others, but uh, Goucher gave me the most money.
0: Did you know anyone else at Goucher prior to attending?
1: Um, there was a girl from my high school who was a year or so ahead of me. And she was she had gone to Goucher. she she was at Goucher. But I kinda found that out after after I'd gotten in and she had or when I was applying, and she contacted me, because her brother was in my class.
0: What were your first impressions of Goucher? Okay, when I had the
1: tour, um, it was it was like on a Saturday, so there weren't many people around. And I remember one girl was walking around in a uh, military outfit, but it was kind of like the 60s, so I knew she wasn't a soldier or anything. She was just... I mean, like in fatigues or something like that, Um, but that's how a lot of people kind of walked around the campus then in the sixties. It was, and it was odd because for some reason I had not picked up initially that was all female until I think I actually got there or something, or somebody told me. I was like, "It's like really?" (laughs) (laughs) It was. It was. It was like really. (laughs) But uh, it was. I remember, like, it was a Saturday, and the the campus looked kind of desolate.
0: Can you describe how you were feeling the first day of moving to campus or going to classes? Yeah, it
1: was really kind of scary, um, because I was the first in my immediate family to go off to college. um, Because my brother went into the military, my sister, you know, got married. Um, So it was kind of scary, and uh, I wasn't sure about my roommate because she was from Savannah, Georgia. And so I, you know, we, we kind of wrote back and forth a little bit, but we never discussed race. So I'm sitting there thinking that, you know, I'm rooming with Scarlet O'Hara or somebody. <laughs> and uh, so it was, but I was kind of relieved that she was black. And she said, well, I figured you were black because... People named many that she knew were black. So, but uh, going to classes was fine, you know. Um, I really don't remember too much about that. Just you know, going off the of classes.
0: How did you feel about going to college, where you were part of a very small number of black students? Well, this is a
1: thing that was interesting um, in my high school. I probably, because there were about 13 of us at Goucher when I was there, in, in my in my class, that was slightly more than the number of blacks in my high school class. So, I was actually thrilled that there were more black people there. And especially since I was on the college track, there were, there were even fewer blacks that I would see in my class in high school. So, I was thrilled.
0: Did you live on campus?
1: Uh, Yes, I did. I lived in uh, Delaney.
0: And who was your roommate?
1: Uh, Connie Stone.
0: For all four years, or?
1: No, just for really the first semester. Okay.
0: And which building did you live in?
1: Uh, That was in Mary Fisher Hall.
0: So how did you find living in the dorm your first year?
1: Um... It was kind of an adjustment. Um, I mean, at home, I had shared a room with my sister, so um, it was, uh, I mean, having some of the freedom was nice. Um, it was, uh, you know, a lot of parties and stuff went on then, but it was, it was fine. I, you know, it was a lot of fun.
0: Did you feel any racial tensions on campus or in the dorms?
1: Um, it was kind of odd. Uh, there were, I would say it was more of undercurrents, you know, went on, um, then it wasn't, it wasn't an undercurrent, it it was more of an undercurrent, um, I wouldn't say there was a resentment per se but uh, there was a lot of things going on there it was kind of like the people it was kind of like the mentality of people from the early 60s um, the waspy types versus people who were there later who were more progressive types cuz you had you had like waspy conservatives and you know more liberal progressive types um you know, because not only were there a lot of black students coming in, there seemed to be a lot more Jewish students coming in. And so there was a lot of tension then with, with that. There was tension um, because a lot of the black students were scholarship students, and there were people who were kind of resentful of the fact that we got money to come to Goucher. And, you know, I really didn't know anybody else's, you know, economic situation. I knew I wouldn't have been able to afford But apparently there were people who... Um, had money um, that the Goucher had given scholarships with but I think they didn't understand that this is you know the summer after um, the riots and everything and or the year after the riots in Baltimore and D.C. and everything and all of a sudden colleges realized they needed to get some more diversity and we were a commodity you know so it was like okay you want me to come to your college get me some money type of a thing
0: Who did you spend the majority of your free time with?
1: Let's see um, Yvonne Owens um, Rose Earl Julian um, as I remember I mean there were some other people too uh, that I spent some time with
0: What was the social atmosphere like at Goucher?
1: again it was kind of strange um the uh we mainly hung out with the um for social things we hung out with the black student union over at hopkins because you know they had what they call like mixers or something um with uh like the naval academy and you know some other places but there were very few black guys there and um some of them, you know, were not interested in us, and some of us were not interested in them, and, uh, but Hopkins had more of a congenial type of atmosphere. It wasn't the sort of thing where, okay, there's somebody to hook up with, there's just somebody to hang out with.
0: What did you major in at Goucher?
1: Okay, I started out as a math major, but, um, there really wasn't a whole lot of encouragement, With that, um, basically, it was kind of like, what, you know, I kept asking, well, what do you do with math? You know, what do you do after, you know, once you get your degree? And they kept saying, well, you go to graduate school. I said, well, what do you do after that? And they said, well, you can teach. And so, that to me just kind of like, sounded like a dead end, because it, it wasn't what I wanted to do, but computers hadn't really Taken off, you had computer science, and um, I mean, I knew there were some things you could do with math, but I didn't know how to make those connections. So I wound up really changing my major to art because, mainly, because the art teacher was much more welcoming and um, basically just seemed like uh, there was just a lot more going on with that.
0: Were there any other black students in your classes?
1: Uh, yeah, in the math class, there was one or two, and then were a few more in the art classes, and then, you know, some of the other, like, political science or, or, um, social, sociology classes.
0: Were there any professors you avoided? Um, hmm.
1: Not really. Um, I mean, there were some professors that had reputations um, in the sense of being prejudiced or um, or something like that, but I wasn't taking any of their classes anyway. I wasn't interested in the subject, so um, those I kind of avoided. I mean, it was more like avoiding the subject rather than avoiding the professor, so.
0: Were you politically active in any way?
1: Uh, Yeah, I was a member of the um, Black Student Association. We also um, coordinated with uh, some of the anti-war, you know, marches and, you know, some of the anti-war groups there as well. So I, I was pretty active politically. And they had... Uh, one spring, they had a, um, I think, a s- strike against Vietnam. It was in 71, I think it was. I was part of that.
0: Why did you become a member of the Black Student Association?
1: It was more to, um, you know, be- find connections with people. I mean, culturally, there were a lot of um, things, obviously, we had in common. Um, I think it was just, to, you know, mainly to make connections and, have people to kind of hang out with, um, to, uh, you know, with a shared heritage and everything. I think that was, you know, and, you know, it was kind of like a sisterhood, you know, thing, too.
0: What types of activities do the Black Student Association participate in or sponsor? Um,
1: some of the things we involved, were involved with some of the anti-war things, um, I remember there was something about the scholarships, and so we had like a walkout, um, I think it was in the middle of convocation or something, as I remember. Um, we also, um, there was this thing we were trying to do, like fill the gap scholarship fund to try to raise money for that. There was a gap between, because like, when people come to college, or, okay if they gave you a bunch of money the first year, then the second and subsequent years, you're, you're trying to catch up, and um, there were some. So there was, some, you know, some fundraising things with that.
0: So were you part of the um, list of demands that the Black Student Association presented to administration?
1: Yeah, we were. Okay. Um. Yeah, because some of the demands also were trying to get, you know, black professors uh, to have some black studies, um, to, uh, you know, some of the scholarship funding.
0: Do you think the administration was supportive of the Black Student Association and the demands?
1: Um were. Uh, I think eventually they, it was, I, I, I think they honestly did not know what to do. And um, I think in one level maybe they thought we wish we would go away. I mean, they, they were never, ho- they, I would say they were never hostile. They were extremely, as I remember, they were very polite about it. I could see they were frustrated, Um, it was the kind of thing where they would listen, they would nod their heads, and I think they would try to do as little as possible, but I think that one of the issues was that the year when our class came in that was apparently the largest class of black students at Goucher, and which I think essentially doubled you know, the population there. And I think culturally, they had no idea what to do with us. I mean, previously it was like one or two, not, never one, because they always tried to get a pair of people. Uh, the year before, I think it was five, but they had so many that, okay, now there's this whole other culture here, and I think they had no idea what to do with us. So I think they tried to I think they tried, but I think they really had no idea. And then um, to try to get, you know, black professors, it was kind of like, okay, you know, the the go-to thing was, okay, a black history professor. But, I mean, there were other things that they could have done, you know, that there were, um, you know, there are black people who teach other courses other than, you know, history or sociology or something like that. I mean, chemistry, math, you know, science, physics, you know, things like that.
0: What do you think the rest of the students thought of the demands?
1: Well, some were supportive. Some were like, you know, kind of like how could you type of a thing. Um, you know, it was the kind of thing what we let you in here and look what you're doing type of a thing. Um, there were people who resented it because they said, okay, there were people who said, okay, they're already... Have given you more money than you should have gotten, and now you're asking for more type of thing. I mean, there are people who thought we were being greedy. Um, there are people who thought that if we, if, if Goucher "quote unquote" let in black professors, that the um, teaching, you know, steered us to go down or something like that. I mean, it was basically the people thought, you know, we're going to bring down the standards. I mean, there it was, it was a Mis- it was a mix of, of reactions, I would say. And then there was some who really honestly didn't know what was going on.
0: And what year did you graduate from Goucher? Uh,
1: 1973.
0: Do you feel that Goucher changed any time by, by the time you graduated?
1: Uh, yes. I think that part of it was... It had really emerged out of the 60s. And when I think of the 60s, you know, obviously you were not born then, but, you know, the people came in there, came in, the early 60s were what I call the Kennedy era. Things were very, very up and, you know, and people, you know, bought into the middle-class notion of, you know, if you work hard enough, you know, you're going to get your uh, house and the white picket fence and your good job and, you know, things like that. But it was... The white bread, you know, uh, white suburban family narrative. By the time, you know, I graduated, because, um, you know, and then, you know, the, the whole thing with Vietnam was starting to come to a head. Um, the uh, things with, uh, you know, uh, Robert Kennedy had already been assassinated, um, Martin Luther King had been assassinated, there'd been riots, you know, every summer and things like that. And, but I think, and, but had gotten, you know, had picked up more black students, and I think that there was starting a shift in the consciousness, It's the only way I could describe it, uh, the women's movement had really started to take off, too, um, and so, the orientation, and, and then also culturally, because, um, you know, there had been this thing of, um, Women were kind of, even then, were kind of going towards uh, jobs where it seemed like more supportive type jobs, unless they were going to be lawyers or going off to medical school to be, um, you know, doctors or dentists or something. But by the time I graduated, the shift had started t- more towards... Um, seeing women as possibilities of going into management, for instance. Um, I think that by that point, I think there have been some additional, they've actually added some black professors by then. And so students were starting to see, and the administration was starting to see, um, that, you know, we're not bringing the standards down, basically. Uh, I don't think anyone had been offered tenure at all by that point. They're more like visiting professors, but I think they were starting to see that some changes were were starting to come. But it was but it was a very very gradual shift.
0: Do you have any special memories of Goucher that you would like to share? Um. Hmm was through
1: Goucher, actually it was through a uh, Hopkins party with BSU where I met my late husband. He was actually, a, it was like, he was a friend of a friend. He was a friend of his um, almost at Hopkins and he had literally dragged him to this party where I met him. So I, I would say that was a special memory.
0: How do you see Goucher today?
1: Um, Goucher today is literally light years away from when I was there. Um, it still has a lot more growing to do, but it's a much more inclusive campus. I mean, you know, like, for instance, you know, I've, I've noticed, you know, that there's the, a big, you know, there's the, um, a lot of support for the LBTGQ community. Uh, back then, at Gallantry, I think the worst thing you could do was to, insinuate, or be insinuated that you were a lesbian. You know, I think part of that was part of the thing of being at an all-female school. Um, there were very, very few um, Asian students. In fact, I don't remember, I don't even remember any Asian students. I remember there were some students like from Pakistan and India. Um, we had one girl who was blind in my class. Um, but, I mean, there were, otherwise there were no people with disabilities, um, or almost none. Um, There were a few Hispanic students. Um, There were, I don't even remember if there were any Native American students. Um, But the campus is much more welcoming, much more diverse. Um, There are, you know, Black people who are in all levels of the administration, all, you know, different, um, um, you know, departments, um, there's, there's more of, of an opportunity for a student to see someone who looks like them, that they don't, there's this more of a sense of inclusiveness than exclusiveness, Um, I'm sure there's still stuff going on where people will feel like the other, but um, from what I've seen, you know, just kind of walking around the campus, there's more of a sense of us versus, versus an us versus them mentality.
0: Is there anything else you would like to discuss at this point? Um,
1: not really. No, no. Um, I'm glad that this, you know, project is is going on because, um, I mean, if you if you had a time machine and went back in time, you know, I think you all probably would have been shocked at some of the, you know, things that used to go on there. I mean, it wasn't anything like people hanging people over, you know, black people in effigy or anything like that, but it was more of a subtle type stuff that would go on the local slides and you know things like that.